Okay, one, two, three. Oh my god. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Amazing. Um, cool, we're now recording a podcast, I guess. Where are my notes on what I was going to say? You have notes? That's so professional. Well, I just have notes to say introduce, say stuff, and then introduce. We just sit down and wing it. So, yeah. as you can tell, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So I guess, hello and welcome to, this is episode number two of Unpick. I'm Sarah McClintock, costume designer, artist, and all that kind of bullshit. That I, And dice maker, that's another thing I do. Buy my dice at reallybigdice at etsy.com. Wait, that's, never mind. <laughs> um, and after I've just plugged my means of income, we are here to sit down with the wonderful Sally and Emily. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Emily Jushaw. And I'm Sally Goodger. We are Everybody Hates Rand, a podcast about the Wheel of Time, where we hate Rand, the protagonist of Wheel of Time. The worst guy from the best book series. Yes. Yes. That's how we like to uh, title it, too. (laughs) You steal my tagline, I'm suing. Um, I'm not suing, you're welcome. Tagline, that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please plagiarize me. Um, Yeah, so guys, thank you so, so much for coming on my weird clothes costume podcast where I I don't even know what I'm doing here I'm just trying to have fun really in life in general Um, well it's our pleasure we like to have fun too here we are thank you for having us yeah yeah I mean thank you for doing a good podcast with everybody hates Rand. so um hey we try yeah oh my god do you try um sorry that (laughs) felt very shitty to me but so um the thirst the thirst the first thing not the first thing. The first thing I thought that I would get you guys to do was to just describe what each other is wearing. And you know, if you want to do like oh a little God. catwalk <laughs> show around your house or something like. So, yeah, Emily, what is Sally wearing? Okay, Sally's in a very typical Sally outfit, which is jeans and a short sleeve rayon blouse from Uniqlo. She's got, what is that? It's a collar pin. She's got collar pins that are like bees. Yeah. It's so cute. And she's got a green cardigan and she's wearing vans that her niece picked out. Um, and she looks like a librarian, which is basically how she usually looks. And are you a librarian? No, okay. I'm, I'm not a librarian. That's In, just the aesthetic. She, yeah, <laughs> just my aesthetic. In my heart, I'm a librarian. Good, good. We all should aspire yeah, to live Yeah, good pause there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what did I say before? I said, Emily, what's Sally? So Sally, what's Emily wearing? Um, Emily's also in a very typical Emily outfit. She's got a, uh, she's also in jeans. She's in high top Converse with some nice socks. They're maroon today. And she is in a bro tank, I guess, where the sleeves cut way down. Um, and she's got her her corded bracelet on one wrist and her watch on the other. She looks like a frat bro, kind of, not as much as usual. (laughs) (laughs) She classed it up a little bit for you. (laughs) That's us. I, yeah, I'm actually, I, if the, if the reason I'm not responding to you is not because I'm thinking judgmentally about what you're wearing, it's because I'm actually 
making small notes so I can remember in case I want to refer back to things. It's, it's, I don't know. Oh, no, it's okay if you judge us because we, it's very easy to, we look, mm, Sally always looks classy, but I kind of look like a disaster. Wrong. An androgynous. Goddess. Disaster. God slash S. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. My jeans are men's jeans, it should be noted, as are my boxer briefs that I'm wearing. And I think this is a men's That's definitely, I bought it for her in the men's section of an Yeah, my bro tank was a birthday present from Sally, so. Oh, nice. Um, And I wear it all the time. So, Sally said, you look like a frat frat bro. Are you a frat bro? I have never been in a fraternity, no. <laughs> I mean, I I don't even know what a fraternity is, so just you could, you oh could God, have, that's you an could American thing. Oh guess. yeah, I guess we're having um, that's a cultural uh, difference. Yeah, in America, in colleges, they have fraternities and sororities, so they're just like clubs for uh, rich white kids, basically. Yeah, they're like social organizations where they like do. I don't even know. Yeah, they like they're supposed to be kind of like founded in academics and philanthropy, and like some of them still are. But like in modern day, the like connotations is that they're like places where you go to like party, and like frat bros are the connotation is that yeah, they're like rich white boys where they go to party and there's like hazing, so they're like super violent with each other and they're always like really gross. Like that's statistically where like most date rape happens on college campuses at frat houses. But there's a very specific frat boy aesthetic that is very charming in and of itself if you, like, get rid of all that Uh baggy connotations. uh It's, uh like, basketball shorts, high socks, like, flip-flop. Not flip-flops, but, like, those Nike shower sandals, cut-off shirts, backwards caps, aviator sunglasses. (laughs) And that's me. (laughs) This is the aesthetic you've chosen to appropriate? Why? (laughs) I don't know if I've uh, chosen it so much as it's chosen me. <laughs> um, I just sort of go for comfort over style, and that's what's comfortable to me. Uh, I don't know if I specifically wanted to look like a frat bro, but that's sort of what people say when I put my outfits together, is that's what has <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. I I find that we end up talking a lot about gender on this podcast because of how clothes are kind of intrinsically linked um, to that. So seeing as Emily's brought all your clothes from, not all your clothes, many clothes from men's sections, what is your actual gender identity and pronouns and all that bullshit for, for both of you? Uh, we both identify as women, so she, her, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, in our gender presentations, I guess I skew a little more androgynous. I have a really short haircut and sort of wear baggy clothes. Sally dresses really feminine, mm-hmm. very classy. You have long hair, so. Yeah, I have very long hair at the moment. But she, her, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, nice. Although I get uh, strangers usually misgender me, but that's like not a big deal. Gender is uh, bullshit. Yeah, so. I've, yeah, got that sometimes. Something that bothers me at all. I remember my like proudest moment was when the lady at the French like bakery stand in town called me Monsieur because I was and, like I was wearing a tie and had really short hair and I just felt really chuffed. <laughs> like I'm like I've never really felt like identifying as a man, but if people could call me Monsieur all the time, that would be very good. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's such a good word. Yeah, yeah. I would feel very powerful if someone called me Monsieur. 
I'd be like, thank you. I got called sir, and I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she also gets young man a lot. Which yeah, I get young man. <laughs> young man, will you help me with my suitcase? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> young man, there's no need to feel down. Young man. Young man. Put that suitcase <laughs> off the ground. Bye, MCA. <laughs> Um, and I th- I want to uh, know also like a little bit about your your lives and lifestyles and what kind of things you do and get up to day to day. Sure, um, I am outside a lot. I'm pretty uh, active. Hang up, wait, no shit, job. fuck, shut, stop. Okay. Um, I don't know who's speaking right now because I can't tell their voices apart. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We can. We can identify ourselves yeah, before I'm, we speak. Yeah, I've only just realized this, that this has been like this the whole time. Shit. Oh no. I feel really bad. I feel like you've gotten the thing that like 90% of podcast hosts keep getting complaints about. Yeah, no. Uh, is that true in our whole podcast? Can you not tell us apart in the whole podcast? Um, I think it's I... I don't like... I track the like dialogue between the two of you, but I think I get like turned around as to who's speaking at the time mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm, good to know. That is good to know. Um, okay. It, it doesn't like stop, it doesn't make it unclear as to what's going on. Because I think quite a lot of times like you carry on threads from each other, like where you drop them, that doesn't make sense as a sentence. Um, like, the discussion is always clear. I just don't know who's saying the things. Uh, okay, well, we feel you. Uh, yeah, well, sorry. this is Emily speaking. Oh, don't apologize. Yeah, don't apologize. We just, I don't know. I've never heard that we have similar voices. Yeah. Or that's a podcast thing. Our shitty audio It doesn't help Also, It also may be me as a sort of British Isles person who, like, just mm. thinks that all American accents are the same. Um, we do have similar accents since yeah. we're from the same place. Yeah, for sure. So that helps. Um, well, I'm Emily. I'm the one who dresses like a frat bro. And I don't know. What are my distinguishing characteristics? <laughs> you have many. So. Um, so I, Emily, have a pretty active life where I have two jobs, one I'm outside walking all the time, and the other one I'm uh, managing a stockroom, so I'm lifting things a lot. So, uh, I don't know, what's my life like? I just sort of have to be comfortable and able to sweat a lot, basically. Able to sweat, I like that. Yeah, I'm constantly sweaty, so that's a fun fact about me. Are you good? Yeah, sorry. I'm Sally. I'm sick, so sorry for these weird pauses. (laughs) Um, And I have the opposite life, where I work a desk job um, in fundraising um, for a nonprofit. So I, um, and it's like an artist studio, it's like a functional studio, so people are generally a little bit more comfortable, but like I like to dress up, so I'm usually like business casual. Most of the time, sitting, typing, probably have carpal tunnel by the age of next year, probably. Hmm. But, um, yeah, and so because it's also in fundraising, I do try to, like, look a little bit nicer because our board members are coming in and out a lot. And, like, occasionally I have to, like, interface with, like, our donors and stuff like that. So that's 
me. That's why I dress like a librarian too, I guess. Try to look nice, classy, yeah. etc. I'm sort of also assuming that like you didn't just suddenly start dressing like a frat boy and a librarian at at getting these jobs or lifestyles like that this was something from before or is that not true oh no I've definitely dressed like this a lot this is just like this is Sally again um this job has like allowed that to like come out and it's like full totality like over the past couple years I've been like collecting business casual clothes that I like never had any cause to wear really though I would still wear them and this job just allows me to like dress the way that I would like like to dress on a daily basis so that is one of the perks it's like a totally like you can dress however you want wherever you want obviously but this is like the arena like the acceptable arena for this to be like my daily presentation as opposed to like if I were in Emily's job like wearing cardigans and like heels would not be yeah um, yeah conducive to being outside all day yeah. so I think yeah and uh before this I was in school so I don't think I dressed quite this comfortably I made a little bit more of an effort but uh not much of one so it's always just sort of been yeah. whatever's comfortable for me I always wear jeans and a t-shirt so mm -hmm. yeah I think when Sally said uh, doing this job allows me to dress the way I've always wanted to dress it kind of made me realize that part of the reason I like working in costume and going to art school means that I can have a chance to use and wear all the fucking weird shit that I've made over the years Hell yeah. Yeah. I think it was like the other day, someone was like, oh God, I wish I had like a 18th century corset. And I'm like, yeah, I'll bring it over tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. I love, I love, I, I love, I love this. I love this a lot. Um, so um, if you're, you're both from the same place, like, is that, is that New York or local or is that further afield? Like, I don't, like, don't tell me if you know, hometown or whatever but where in general are you both from uh we're both from utah so that's a state uh in sort of the midwestern portion of the united states mm -hmm. uh sort of next to california and is, is uh, that Nevada. the one that's like rocky and orange yeah mm -hmm. it's rocky and orange they had the olympics there one year okay. the salt lake okay. city olympics so it's uh, desert and mountains. We've got a lot of national parks there. It's a really outdoorsy place. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah, because I think you mentioned that there was a Mormon thing. Blah, blah. Or the Yeah, uh, Utah's sort of the HQ for Mormons. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I, I have to... Um, I, I didn't think Mormons were real for the longest time. <laughs> I think that's common though this is I'm Sally I moved to New York after Emily and so many people would be like you're from Utah like do Mormons really live there and I'm just like yeah like <laughs> I guess they're like a, an urban legend yeah, yeah I mean cryptids I, yeah I think for me um especially working in <clears throat> musical theater I thought that the musical Book of Mormon was like it had it that it had like made this up, and then oh my god! Whenever I I like because I could I would see the occasional like Mormon in the street on like the kind of it's quite an iconic like white shirt, uh, yeah, and yeah. bad shape like and it's very recognizable. But I just thought they were flyering for the musical. Oh my god! This is incredible. <laughs> this is an incredible revelation. That's, that's... I love this. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's my cultural touchstone for Mormons. Well, I didn't know Scotland was real. So oh my god! <laughs> Wait, really? No. Okay, I wasn't sure if you're just doing a bit. But I know. I'm uh, I'm joking. But uh, this is Emily, and I grew up Mormon, so uh, and my family's still quite Mormon. They're all uh, active in the church. But uh, yeah, we're quite a uh, few and far between in places other than Utah. Utah, sort of the uh, like I don't know what is it, sixty percent of the population, something like that, maybe something like that. Some ridiculous portion of the population is uh, Mormon, and then sort of as you spread outward from Utah as the epicenter, yeah. the population grows a little thinner. So, yeah. sort of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and like, aside from the, you know, iconic white shirts, badges, short sleeves, what do the Mormons wear? Anything unusual? Is there like, what what's it like? Is it just Utah climate stuff? I'd assume. No, there's sort of a, um, in the... Mormon religion, there's sort of a uh, modesty is one of the tenets. So um, not quite as like, there aren't any uh, ceremonial or uh, cultural items of clothing like the hijab or the niqab or anything like that. But uh, women are encouraged, especially both genders are encouraged to dress modestly. So you get a lot of um, shorts that go down to your knees if you're gonna wear shorts and uh no one wears tank tops everyone wears you know your little cap sleeves you can't have a low cut anything really yeah so everyone kind of looks like they're on a vacation to disneyland (laughs) would you say that like your tank top and like cut off sleeves are a reaction to that or just you being chill uh, it's mostly out of necessity. When I came here to New York, I found out that it's uh, quite a lot more humid here, and I'm more prone to sweating, as opposed to uh, Utah, where it's very dry. Hmm. So I sort of switched over to tank tops, but... Oh god, Facebook. Um, sorry, I just got a weird text. But, uh... I think when I grew up in Utah, I never really wore tank tops just because I didn't want to have the conversation with my parents that that would entail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'd show up in a tank top and they'd be like, so what's the deal? Are you, do you not believe in Jesus anymore? <laughs> I see you're wearing a tank top. <laughs> and I'd have to, <laughs> I see your shoulders. What does this mean? And I'd have to say something like, well, I still believe in Jesus, but I also don't believe that Jesus wanted to police women's bodies. So suck on that, mom and dad. Um, What would Jesus do? Wear a tank top. Yeah, maybe it's a bit uh, reactionary, but mostly I think it's just uh, me sort of relaxing my religious stance over the years. Yeah, yeah. And so, Sally, you didn't grow up Mormon, but still lived in Utah? Yes, that's correct. Nice. nice. I, I don't know why I'm like, oh, nice. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am like... a minority there. <laughs> she suffered through uh, many Mormons trying to convert her, I'm sure. Yeah. I also, because I know you guys have mentioned, I think, on the podcast that you lived in London for a wee bit. Yeah, we just had a, what was it, six weeks there? Mm-hmm. So we both, that was how we met. We studied abroad in London 
um, with a small group of kids from our university, a bunch of English majors and art history majors. It's very weird. Yeah, it was an odd time in our lives. Um, but yeah, we lived in London for six weeks and I visited Edinburgh actually on a weekend. That was quite a wild experience. Really? What's, I mean, I, I guess Edinburgh is pretty weird. It was mostly weird because I was really sick and like we tried to hike King's Seat with, uh, while I had bronchitis. <laughs> oh, rip. Oh, that was on fire the other day. Like I looked at the bus window and I was like, oh my God, are these seats on fire? Um, yeah, thank you it was for- It just on fire? <laughs> it, it just, it was on fire. Like the, 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 <laughs> one of those plants, the like gorse bushes that get really dry. They're just, they were on fire. It just like oh it is. God. Um, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is on this bitch of a tourist infested hell city. Sorry. I'm yeah, a little sorry. Bit salty, but that was me. Once. <laughs> <laughs> and you get used to it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, no, but the reason I, I asked about London is I wanted to know if you guys had noticed any like cultural differences in dress or clothing that like struck you while you guys were there. Because I haven't, like, I've been over to America occasionally, but I haven't been there, like, long enough to bother looking at people's clothes and what they wear. Yeah. Um. So when we lived there, we were in Kensington. That's where we were staying. Ew, and you were in Kensington? Just... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's where our, like, weird flat was. It was a very bizarre We experience. were next to the Dutch embassy. Yeah. <laughs> it was very strange. It's a very weird experience. So this may have just been because I was like a wealthier neighborhood, but in my experience, like everyone in London dressed so much nicer, just like on the whole, like I I think Americans just like don't put in as much effort generally when they walk out the door. Everyone in London just looked really nice and polished. But again, it may have just been because we were around embassies and in like a wealthier neighborhood. Yeah, I have to say, I, I noticed. I also I, I notice a similar difference from when I go from Glasgow to Edinburgh. It like gets fancier, posher, and then when I go from Edinburgh down to London, I'm like, oh my god, people here actually earn money. What the fuck? God, I wish that would. <laughs> <work." laughs> How does this work? I don't understand. So I noticed that. I don't notice how people dress, to be honest. So <laughs> this is Emily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have a thing where I'm like very bad at knowing what people actually look like, but I pay attention to their clothes. So I'm like, if you come and talk to I me don't. one day and you're wearing a blue shirt, the next time you're wearing a red shirt, I'm like, who are you again? Have we met? It's like, yes, yeah, Sarah. You have to associate people with their clothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would love if people just dress like cartoon characters, because then I'd be like, ah, yes, you. You in the red oh, shirt. Yes. Wear the same thing every day. I think that would be, yeah, just, and it would take so much pressure off. Yeah, yeah that would be convenient. If you had to wear the same thing to every like, day, what would your you wear? Life outfit. What would Probably you wear? I'm wearing now. Yeah, I would yeah. also, I really like this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've just got like a little cute mind image of you guys. I'm like, I'll try it. I'll be your first like episode fan art or something. Be like, oh my god, hashtag, fan art of a... Everybody hits Rand. Sarah, fan I would art. scream. <laughs> no, I would die. I would frame it. Actually, I have... No, Lee drew a picture yeah, of Lee me. Yeah, Lee did drew a picture of you. We have a roommate who's a uh, pretty good artist, and she one time drew a picture of us because we had a really weird New Year's Eve adventure. Or New Year's Day, I guess. We got locked out of our apartment and ended up seeing... Uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh my god, I saw Assassin's Creed for some reason. Wasn't but it wild? I, 
I mean, me and my flatmate just went to watch it because we're like, Michael Fassbender is pretty like good looking. Let's go watch this movie. And we watched it and we're like, Michael Fassbender looked good in it. <laughs> and that's the I reason had no we idea came. what was happening the entire time. I just was like, everyone's doing parkour. I fell asleep halfway through, to be honest. Um, <laughs> they left me a voicemail afterwards that was just like completely nonsensical. Because it was so weird. I felt like I dreamed it. Yeah, it like... Maybe you did. Maybe Assassin's Creed is the collective dream that we're all having. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is the real color on real. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I don't Just like that. Throw that it in. Don't, don't like that. I mean, I guess in Assassin's Creed, they, from what I can remember to the movies, they did put Michael Fassbender into like a weird dream state. So they kind of did just send him into the land of dreams to go and do parkour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to fight people and like, I felt like didn't he wake up every time he like jumped off a building or something? I know that's like an Assassin's Creed thing where you yeah. jump off a really high building into haystacks usually. Yeah, and land safely, miraculously. I feel like he woke up every time that happened. Yeah, I I remember I do I'm remembering that now because me and my flatmate as we were going home from the cinema just kept jumping off really small walls, shouting leap of faith at each other, and this was the funniest thing we'd ever done. Um, so <laughs> similarly, um, <laughs> when uh, Sally and I were in London, that was the year that Game of Thrones aired the episode where Jon Snow gets stabbed at the end. Oh, yeah. And for, like, the day after we watched that, we, like, had baguettes and we'd just stab each other to save for the watch. <laughs> we legitimately thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah, we were, like, oh. crying on the streets of Kensington. <laughs> for the watch. Oh. So it's incredible that we made one friend in London, because we definitely <laughs> didn't make any more. <laughs> I, I know that I... This is vaguely tangentially relevant talking about media and bullshit. Um, but I find that in my wardrobe, everything I buy like has a significance to like a certain character or like thing I've been watching. Like I remember I watched Preacher and instantly like went out the next week and find like a pair of really cool, like not quite cowboy boots, but like preacher boots that were really sick and every time I wore them I was like, ah, I'm the coolest, I'm the coolest. So like, do you guys have things like that in your wardrobe that come from like fictional characters or things because i know you were both english majors right Mm -hmm. yes yeah um well like i'm wearing a paracord bracelet and i've worn this every day for a few years and i think i got that after i saw mad max fury road and tom hardy has one of these and i just liked it so much so i went on like ebay or whatever and was like what is that i want it and so now i have it but what else um, I think what I'm asking anything. is, does like narrative have effect on you guys' appearance? I this is this is Sally, and like not typically because um, usually like the things that you see in media or the things that people write about, there's like a very specific body type, and like I've always been a little bit heavier. And so that's always like super alienating. Like when you see something on a specific body type and be like, oh, I really like that, but like it wouldn't look that way on me. And so I've always like turned to like other ways of like exploring what I feel comfortable wearing on my body. Like, because there's so many times you'd be like, oh, I love that sweater, but it's like, oh, that would fit really weird. And so I know I wouldn't be comfortable in it. Huh. So, yeah. 
God, yeah, that's really important for me to think about, especially as a costume designer. And I mean, I know, like, I can never, I can't do anything about who is cast Mm -hmm. in anything I'm working on, but I can always treat like all body types in the an appropriate. Wait, I'm just writing things down because I'm like, oh yeah, information discovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like something that I don't think a lot of people think about. Like I was at work the other day and we had a donor event and they were like, we need to get a bunch of t-shirts because we're going to give these all to these people. And they're like, it's a bunch of women coming from um, like journalism. So they're all inherently going to be very tiny. And I had to be like, that's probably not yeah. true. And if you only put women's small t-shirts on this table, you're going to alienate so many people because it's so embarrassing to have to be like, this t-shirt isn't going to fit me. So like, I'm either just not going to take it. And then I like, don't get something that other people have. And so just that like assumption that everybody was going to like fit a certain body type. I had to be like, that's not true. And like, inherently they were like, you like, thank you for pulling various sizes because we had people of various sizes because real people have real bodies like Duh. it was like the weirdest yeah. thing that I've ever had to do be like please don't put only women's small t-shirts and not all of them were women either it was like the weirdest it was so weird but yeah yeah I'm like people will like latch on to a character archetype and be like yep that's it that's the thing no other <laughs> things and I guess yeah and like I guess speaking of like the way that characters like a narrative like affects the way we think of it. I was like, so you've seen like Sex in the City, so that you assume that like <laughs> yeah. every writer from these arts magazines is gonna be Carrie Bradshaw. Like that was so such a weird thing. I was like, that's not. It was very bizarre. But anyway, so yeah, yeah narrative really does affect the way that like people think of clothes and think of the way that people dress. So let's see. Is there anything else I want to chat about? Down what I've written down. I don't think so. I think I've I've covered a lot of the things that I wanted to get to and that have been interesting to me in our conversation. Um, so oh, good. Uh, I think I will. I think we'll just wrap up now. Um, Alrighty. Okay. So once again, thank you very much for coming on um, and and chatting to me about sort of weirdly mundane things that I find extremely interesting for some reason. Uh, that's just, that's me. Um, we all have those, so you're welcome. Glad to help. And I also think it's very interesting. Like, I listened to your first episode, and I was like, I've never even thought about the way that, like, I've never thought so actively about the way that I dress, and, like, since listening to that, like, I have been thinking about it, and thinking about just, like, the way that I put outfits together. So it is very interesting, and, like, you're, I don't know, I just think it's super cool, and it's a really cool project, so... Thank you for having us. Ah, ah, thank you for coming on. Um, so, in, as it says in my notes, I will introduce us. Uh, I am Sarah McClintock. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes. That's Sarah M C C Costumes. Like McClintock has two C's in it, so McCostumes also has two C's in it. Whatever. I don't need to explain my whole Twitter handle to you guys. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so just if you want to contact the show, at me on there. I haven't put unpick anywhere else on the internet as of this moment of recording by time I record I might have I think I did save a tum- the tumblr url unpick or like unpick hyphen podcast I don't know I'll mention it somewhere eventually um Sally and Emily do you guys want to plug yourselves or any uh, do you is there any like you know other podcasts that you maybe do no we just no. have the one band <laughs> we just have the one so find our podcast uh everybody hates Rand. 
It's on iTunes and on Podomatic, and you can find us also on Twitter at EHR underscore podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, sort of for the listeners, I don't think I explained this at the top of the show, but Sally and Emily have a podcast where they go through the, you know, Robert Jordan's masterpieceful, masterpieceful, masterful book series, mm-hmm. The Wheel of Time, and roast it, which is great, and also think critically and academically about it and talk about fantasy and themes and great stuff. If you're at all interested in fantasy, if you've read most of The Wheel of Time, then you should probably listen to that um, because, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers. But they're good. They're good. It's worth listening to. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love those. Oh, yeah. Actually, the reason... I forgot to mention it, but the reason that I found out that Mormons were real was because I was watching Brandon Sanderson interviews for research for my dissertation and someone was like, ah, blah, 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 religion. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Mormon. And I'm like, that's really funny. And like, yeah, you, you've identified with a fictional... Re- Wait, what? That's real? Um, He's so- super Mormon, man. Yeah. See, yeah. I, Emily knows where he lives, and so does my sister-in-law. I know where he lives. He lives in, like, a fucking castle. Like, literally, it looks like a castle <sighs> in Mormon Central. It's so strange. That, that does not surprise me in the slightest. That's, and Okay, so it sounds like Mormons are kind of, like... Northern Irish people and that we all kind of know each other in some weird way or even if you don't know this other Irish person you'll know their third cousins because your wife's mom's father's dogs babysitters had a tea with them sometimes stuff like that <laughs> yeah so, pretty much um yeah. Oh, and as there, this this is just for for listeners um I wanted to mention that all the guests I've wait are you guys white yeah okay all the guests that i've had on so far have been white um so if you are not white i would be especially interested in having you on the podcast because this when it comes down to it this is all about diversity and me being able to increase the diversity of my costumes and being able to costume everyone of every shape size gender race um creed assassin's creed um correctly Um, so thank you for listening and you can contact me on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes if you want to get in touch and as we always say at the end of the episode guys can you think of anything I can't think of anything you can do what we do and not have anything that's yeah. uh, consistent at all there's no outro nonsensically into the microphone nonsensically into the microphone for goodbye how many episodes now goodbye, goodbye. underneath your clothes there